The Laws of Forbidden Foods, Chapter 1. First Halacha. It is a positive commandment to know the difference between kosher animals and non-kosher animals. Second Halacha. The signs of both domesticated animals and non-domesticated animals are brought down explicitly in the Torah. Specifically, a kosher animal has split hooves and chews its cud. In general, if one of these things is present, then the other is present as well. However, a camel chews its cud, but does not have split hooves, and a pig has split hooves, but does not chew its cud. Third halacha. Therefore, if you're out in the desert and you find an animal that you don't recognize, and its feet are missing, look in its mouth to determine whether it chews its cud. Unless it's a camel, as long as it doesn't have teeth on its upper jaw, it can be identified as kosher. Or if you can't tell by looking at the mouth, but it has split hooves and it is in the pig, then it's kosher. Otherwise, one can look at its tail, and if the strings of meat extend both lengthwise and widthwise, it is likely kosher, as long as it's not a wild donkey. Fourth halacha. If a kosher animal gives birth to an animal that looks like it is a non-kosher animal, it is nonetheless kosher, but that is only if one witnesses the birth. Fifth halacha. Similarly, if a non-kosher animal gives birth to an animal that appears to be a kosher animal, it is not kosher. Sixth halacha. An animal born from a kosher animal that has two backs or two backbones is not kosher. Seventh halacha. When a fetus is found within a kosher animal that resembles a bird, and here, by the way, we're talking about an animal that is not a bird, then it is not kosher, even if it resembles a kosher bird. Eighth halacha. The Torah actually enumerates all of the animals that are kosher. And by the way, the words we're using here are behema and chaya, and they are distinguished from birds. The translation of the list is actually a matter of some controversy, but here is the list. There are three behemas, or domesticated animals, the shar, the seh, and the ez, that is, the ox, the sheep, and the goat. And there are seven chayes, or undomesticated animals. And they are the ayal, the tzvi, the yachmar, the akko, the dishain, the te'oi, and the zamer. And they are the gazelle, the deer, the antelope, the ibex, the chamois, the bison, and the giraffe. There's some discussion about whether gazelle is the right identification of the first of those. And the chamois is a type of goat antelope thing. Rambam notes that the buffalo is a subspecies of the ox, but at any rate, someone who recognizes one of these animals does not have to check whether it has split hooves and chews its cud, because he knows that they are kosher. Ninth halacha. There are distinctions in halacha between an undomesticated animal and a domesticated animal. The chalev of an undomesticated animal may be eaten, and its blood must be covered after it is shechted, and it's exactly the opposite of that with the domesticated animal. Tenth halacha. This is another one where the precise meaning of the Hebrew words is up to some debate. But here Rambam discusses how the shape of the horns is an indicator as to whether an undomesticated animal is kosher. For example, if it has horns that branch off like a gazelle's, or if they're curved like an ox, or if they're notched like a goat, or spiraled like the horns of a deer. Eleventh halacha. If someone recognizes the animal as one of the seven kosher undomesticated animals, however, he does not need to check the horns. Twelfth halacha. The sharabar, the wild ox, is considered a domesticated animal, and so is the unicorn despite it having, as the name implies, one horn. If there is ever a question as to whether an animal is domesticated or undomesticated, one should not eat its chalev, that is, its forbidden fats, but one should cover the blood, that is, one should be machmir on both sides. Thirteenth halacha. An animal that comes from the pairing of a kosher domesticated and kosher non-domesticated animal is called a koi. Its chalev is forbidden, but one does not get lashes for eating it, and its blood must be covered after shechting. It is not possible for a non-kosher animal to become impregnated by a kosher animal. Fourteenth halacha. The signs of a kosher bird are not explained in the Torah. Rather, the Torah lists the non-kosher birds, and any bird not on the list is assumed to be kosher. Here I'll give the common translation of the 24 birds, but just like before, there's some discussion as to whether this is accurate. The eagle, the bearded vulture, the osprey, the kite, the vulture, other members of the vulture family, the raven, the starling, the ostrich, the owl, the gull, the hawk, the goshawk, the falcon, the cormorant, the ibis, the swan, the pelican, the magpie, the stork, the heron, other members of the heron family, the hoopy, and the bat. Sixteenth halacha. There are signs that enable one to determine whether a bird is not kosher. One that attacks with its claws and eats is not kosher. If it does not attack with its claws and eat, then if it has one of these three signs, it is kosher. An extra claw. A crop. And if its craw can be peeled by hand. I hope that was helpful. Seventeenth halacha. One word of caution. The bearded vulture, also known as an asafraj, and the osprey, 
do not attack with their claws and eat, and they do possess one of the three signs but they are located in very distant and remote places. 18 Talacha. If the craw can be peeled by a knife but not by hand, there is a question about whether it is kosher, and therefore we assume it is not out of caution. 19 Talacha. The Ge'enim said that we have a tradition that we do not use the three signs to determine whether a bird is kosher, unless it is that the craw can be peeled by hand. 20 Talacha. The general rule is that birds of prey are not kosher. Birds of prey, when they stand on a rope or a pole, they grip it with their claws, placing two on one side and two on the other, and they also seize objects in the air and eat them in the air. Any bird that lives with non-kosher species and looks like them is considered to be not kosher. 21st halacha. There are eight species of locusts that are permitted by Torah, which Rambam lists. 22nd halacha. Kosher locusts tend to have four legs, four wings that cover the majority of the length of their body and the majority of the width of their body, and they have two longer legs to hop with. 23rd halacha. Some locusts do not grow these things until later on in their life. However, if one recognizes them as a kosher locust, then they can be eaten, even without the signs. 24th halacha. With fish, there are two main signs, which is that they have fins and scales. The fins are used to swim with, and the scales must cling to the entire body. And what that last part means is that they can be removed with a utensil. That is, they aren't part of the body, but rather they cling to the body. If they can't be removed with a scaler or a knife or something like that, then the fish is not kosher. Any fish that has scales will have fins, and just like before, if someone recognizes the type of fish, if it is going to grow fins or scales but does not have them now, they are kosher now.